This podcast is sponsored by Palo Alto Brewing Company. Since 2009, Palo Alto Brewing Company has offered a wide variety of brews for beer lovers all over the Bay Area, ranging from the classic hoppy ending Pale Ale to a limited-release bourbon barrel barley wine named Honest Gellis. Other favorites include Atlas, a West Coast-style double IPA, the Hostage Rye IPA, and their barely legal coconut porter. Look for all these beers and more at your local liquor and grocery stores around the Bay Area. Palo Alto Brewing Company's Tap Room is located at 233 University Avenue in downtown Palo Alto, California. Open seven days a week from 11.30 to 11 p.m. Stop in for lunch and dinner and try some delicious food and tasty beers. For more information, visit paloaltobrewing.com or look for them on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And now, let's get a drink. Damn, but I will say, the second I said hot dogs, y'all fucking judge me. I'm cocktail. Did you lose your goddamn mind? I'm either going to drink to be happy or drink to be sad, but either way, we're I'm drinking. Gonna drink. I'll take you guys to New Jersey yeah. as a night. Happy Friday, people. It's popping. Decent week this week. Interesting week. But it feels like it's been a long week. You know, for me in the Joe world, it's been bachelor parties and drinking. I was hungover twice this week. Bummed. You got out of that, you know, that buzzer. I've been hungover twice this week. I'm sure, you know, a lot of you out there be like, suck it up, pussy. I've been hungover fucking seven days this week. Stop being a bitch. But, you know, the older I get, those hangovers, you know, they're hard to shake. But I'm not too bad today. Could be worse. Um, notable things uh, to mention, I guess, in the Joe world is uh, I bought a new bed this week as well. Um, and finally upgraded from a full to a king size so it's a big big difference so me and the lady get, get to enjoy a new bed in a few weeks which will be very nice and let's see also very notable is that my good friend kyle at the uh golden road golden road inc has printed up shirts for me so i'll be posting those as well and i'll be selling t-shirts for 25 bucks and i got uh all sorts of sizes i got small mediums and large I got one XXL. I already sold out of my other XL, and then uh, so I'll be I'll be doing orders, uh, pre-orders my next round. This one I just wanted to get the ball rolling, but yeah, shout out to Golden Road Inc. because uh, those guys are awesome. They printed up some cool shirts. I'll be showing them. Uh, celebrity death news I thought was worthy of talking about for a hot minute. Um, let's see, the deaths this week were Barbara Bush, the former first lady and mother of a president. Whose plain smoking manner and utter lack of pretense made her more popular at times than her husband, President George Bush. She died on the 17th, uh, and she was 92. Also, Harry Anderson from Night Court. If anybody has watched Night Court, that used to be my favorite show as a kid, man. I would watch I'd watch that religiously at night. I would fall asleep to that shit. I mean, it was Night Court. How can you not? 
and he was found dead in his North Carolina home on the 16th of this month. He was 65. One more noteworthy, because he was the man, is R. Lee Ermey. He was the, I mean, you should know him for a bunch of shit, because R. Lee was the man, but he was best known for his role in Full Metal Jacket um, as the drill sergeant. Uh, he was, he died of pneumonia on the 15th, and he was 74. Uh, he would be sorely missed. He was a great, uh, he was a great actor. Intense dude. He loved him in a whole bunch of shit, you know, like, uh, another, uh, what the fuck was that? Jack Black, um, in, uh, damn, can't think of it. Should have, should have prepared. Saving Silverman, is that what it was that he was in? Yeah, that was, that was, I think that was it. <clears throat> but yeah, he was the, the gay coach dude. Love it. It was fucking awesome. Funny, funny, funny. All right. Well, uh, <clears throat> enough about the week. Uh, hope you, hope your week is going rad. And, uh, so my guest today on this episode is a good friend of mine, Rob Clark, who is, uh, another, uh, friend of mine down, downtown worker, my boy. Um, shout out to Bird Dog. And all those fellas, those are nice guys. And uh, Rob Clark representing just, you know, the, the Palo Alto uh, downtown area, just like us working folk down there. They all kind of get together at the end of the night and we all end up at the same spot. But I'm the one who's working <laughs> kind of a thing. But, yeah, so this round we talked about baseball, coffee, uh, late. there's a late night bus ride story he's got going on. Uh, we talked about uh, Sid and Nancy a little bit. Um, we talked about our mom's passing. We talked about some jerky boys, <clears throat> and we talked about uh, an e- some East Coast drive. You know, we get that uh, that East Coast mentality that just drives us somewhere. You know, that we gotta make sure we're doing things, getting places. Uh, yeah, lot, lots of stuff we talked about in this first round. I mean, we, the topics are like I just mentioned; they're, they range from fucking everywhere. So, yeah, we had a lot to talk about. Uh, so, all right. Well, enjoy the round. Yeah. What's happening, people? Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, my brother, Rob Clark. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How you doing, man? Good, good, good. Good to be here, man. Hey, thanks for coming, man. I appreciate you uh, you coming on. Hey, it's my pleasure. I've uh, been pretty excited to come on, so thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, get out of that. Make some of these loops so I, for the intro to the conversation. So I have a whole intro for the show and then intro for the, but yeah. I'm about it. Make all these little loops. Makes it, makes it feel official. Yeah, exactly. You're like, all right, there's actually uh, some music playing. Got to get into it. You know, a little pump I'm on my buddy's podcast. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, it's first thing first. We need that beer, dude. Yeah. Let's let's do do it. it. Let's do it. it. Let's crack that. This one, this first beer we're going to have is from Alvarado Street. Right. Right. Um, which is, uh, crop year 217 is what it's called. CY17. Nice. 
And I didn't realize at the time, but it's actually 6.5, but it's a logger. I didn't know that it was a logger to I like, but it's with Simcoe and Amarillo. Nice. So it should be pretty tasty. Yeah, I gotta love that sound. Oh, yeah. Are these cats from LA or where, where are they from, Joe? Uh, this is from Monterey. Monterey, okay. Yeah, so they're in the Monterey Bay. Um, they've been around for a little while now. It's probably about two years or so, maybe more, maybe more. Right, right. Kind of like around the same time with field work. And yeah, field yeah. work moved down there too, and right. now they're bringing some other stuff up here. So it's kind of, you know, kind of interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. But, fill that up. Yeah, but they they put out a lot of good stuff. I'm familiar with them. Uh, with my, a buddy of mine up in Santa Rosa, when I opened my restaurant, he um, opened his own tap room. Cheers, my man. Yeah, cheers, dude. Thanks for having me, JB. Yeah, thank you, man. Yep. Now you can taste that Simcoe right up front. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a more of a hoppier lager. But good. Yeah, man. Bad, very, very pleasurable. Yeah. I'm down. 6.5, I'll take it. All day long. All day. All day. Yeah, a buddy of mine, he um, opened a place up called Local Barrel in uh, the tap room. And uh, he would pour a lot of this, the Alvarado Street and, uh, you know, just a lot of things that people weren't, you know, bringing in locally because they're saturated with... Um, Hen House and Russian River, although Russian River is hard to get anywhere that they don't deem that you're worthy. So yeah, which is kind of interesting. That's like a, it was like a kind of grandfathered in, I think, for the Rosen Crown. Oh, for sure. So for when, sure. So when they were a smaller brewery, I guess they were. We we would carry it. So right, right. Well, um, uh, Vinny, the uh, the founder brewmaster, he um, he started down in Temecula at a winery. And he's part of the Corbell family. I don't know if he's actually related to the Corbell family, but they, he, um, for lack of a better um, history, that he started there as like a winery apprentice winemaker. Okay. And uh, for some reason, he, I don't really know the whole story, but he, he ends up in Temecula at a winery and he starts the Blind Pig Beer Company. And that's where Russian River was really born. Out of, the, that, out of the blind pig. That was his out first. Out of the blind pig. So yeah. that was the first name of the the brewery. That is correct. Oh, nice. And so um, then he had moved back up to San Rosa, where he was from, and you know, uh, two thousand. Uh, let's let's call it two thousand two. Um, Russian River was born in downtown Santa Rosa. So, okay. To my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So, and I've had the uh, the pleasure of being close with them professionally. When I opened the restaurant, and I kind of knew them when before I moved up there, but um, yeah, I just got tight with them. I was feeding the restaurant. I knew a lot of the bartenders, and you know, they became kind of like second family while I was up there. So okay, yeah, it was great. Nice, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, um, so you've been in the Bay Area for a long time, or a little while, or um, I moved up here in 1992. And I just graduated from college. Um, I actually was a baseball player at UCLA. Okay. Um, so I got, you were born and raised down in... Uh... I am from Pasadena, California. Okay. I grew up in uh, the Alhambra area, which is just south of Pasadena. Okay. Um, yeah, long story short, I um, went to high school down there, uh, went to UCLA, played a couple sports, uh, was fortunate enough to be drafted on the low end for by the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, nice. So yep. you were a professional baseball player for a while. I was for a short for a short amount of time. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, my grandfather, he played for the Reds. He had a, a cup of coffee. Um, God, we're talking like 38, 39. 
1938, 39 mm-hmm. for all you uh, millennials. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, uh, yeah, he was he was a talented guy, you know. Had a year with the Reds. Um, well, he had played in their minor league system for a few years. He was first baseman. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, uh, World War II came. And uh, I think like every good 21, 22-year-old red-blooded American back then, they were like, hey, man, we're, um, we're signing up. Yeah, Because yeah. things were getting pretty hairy. So anyway, that's so. Uh, so he was on that on that kind of list. Yeah, like, let's do it. Let's just do it. Well, I think yeah, and, and from what I mean, history, reading history, and him telling me stories and things like that, it was like it wasn't your fiduciary duty to do it. It was just it, you know, it was like we we need to defend ourselves, right? You know, and um, certainly not to quote Animal House when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. <laughs> uh, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, and it, I mean, it was just a. It was a time where I think the identity needed to be had with uh, the might of America. Like, you know, it's kind of like, all right, it's game on. Right, right. So that was kind of, that was his interpretation to me. It's like, yeah, there was no, no question. You know, it wasn't like Vietnam where, right, right. you know, people were like tired of that, uh, you know, that uh, Jim Bucket gut crow, Jim Crow law, you know. Yeah. Um, Korea and then. It's just the Eisenhower years. It was just like, you know, people were over. They're like, yeah, we're, we're tired of it. Right, right. Yeah. There was like, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to that, like, uh, Grandpa was a ball player. And, um, yeah, ever since I was a kid, like, I was like three, four, five years old, he would sit in his chair after he got home from uh, from work. And I would be up there, and my folks would leave me there for a few days over the weekend because it's Grandma and Grandpa. He'd take a tennis ball, and I would sit right in front of his, his chair, and he would just drop it on me. And he had Grandma make me a mitt. Uh, grandma was a, a crocheter. Okay, nice. Made me a mitt out of crochet, and they put a, a like a half a ping pong paddle in there. So that was my oh, first glove. Nice. So what it did was he used to play at first base, and it taught me how to catch the ball from 12 to 6 to use both hands. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how I learned how to, uh, you know, play play the corner with my hands. Yeah. So I was eventually a third baseman. And, um, yeah, so tying back to, uh, you know, coming up here, I was drafted. Uh, low rounds, you know, it wasn't anything spectacular. And yeah. um, my first stop was in uh, Stockton, so I played for the Ports for a couple years. Okay. So I moved up here, um, and then my dad's younger sister, um, she lived in Los Gatos. So, and she was, you know, like the closest thing I had to an older sister. So she, her and her husband, my uncle, they were all about me. Like, yeah, you stay with us and, you know, we'll take care of you. So oh, that's That's right. how I got here. So I've been here since about 93. And um, kind so then of when you played, when you went to Stockton or um, uh, for Milwaukee. Yeah. So it was only a brief time. Come back well, to the Bay. No, what happens was when you get when you get drafted by a big team or the pro team, they send you to their affiliates. And so I never played for Milwaukee, per se, like the big club. Gotcha. So it's a it's a progression. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. That 6.5 is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a progression, you know. They send you, um, it's, you know. There's levels, you know. There's rookie ball, uh-huh. single A, double A, triple A, and then you make, you know, if you're lucky yeah. enough, you make the show. Right, right, right. So, you know, I was I made it up to double A for you know a few cups of coffee. So nothing, nothing to sneeze at, but you know, it's, that's still pretty good, man. That's uh, yeah. more, more than most, you know. Right, right. That's pretty rad. Yeah, it was it was a good experience. So yeah. you know, I made a lot of great friends along the way, and I played with some guys that you know eventually made it to the big time. So. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, you must have met like a ton of people from, like, yeah, any yeah. any of those like, uh, like famous guys. No, nah, not really famous. I mean, well, 
You remember the people, you remember some of the guys that you play with that like the Gary Sheffields and the uh, Jeff Cirillo's and Cal Aldred. And those were the big guys at the time, uh, Daryl Hamilton. Those are guys that you meet like up along the way that, you know, yeah. and you're all kind of in the same pool, right? I was say, because you're, you're probably coming up with some of these guys that are right. like, Really good friends too, and then at the same time they're really good ball players. And they just Absolutely, really keep going. Yeah, and I think the thing is, it's like when you're you're playing pro ball, you um, you know, you're left to your own devices, so you don't have people that are on top of you that are interested in your in your success. You know, you're by yourself, and um, you know, guys that really take it seriously and guys that really the mental game, the mental side of it, those are the guys that really progress. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's easy to uh, you can take a any double A a really good double A hitter. A good triple A hitter, and you can throw them like a ninety-eight mile an hour fastball right down the pipe, and they'll turn on it. Yeah, you know that they, you know, maybe not like as fast as a regular major leaguer, but you're not going to fool them twice. Right, right. You know, because it's straight, it's flat, it's like hitting off a tee. Yeah, exactly. So, so any of those guys uh, you keep in touch with anybody? Like any any good friends that were like, ah, not really. That's kind of tough because you know we're all spread out all over the state. So, Um, some of my college guys, I still. Kind of hang out, you know, over the phone maybe or email. Um, but not really, I think, cause just because we're so spread out. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I could still call a few guys up and go, hey, what are you doing? They're like, hey, Clark, what's up? So, yeah, yeah, hey, for sure. Know. You know, but uh, for the most part, I, I think it's like anything else. It's like um, when you're in high school, you know, you had a you had a boy. You're from Jersey. So, you know, maybe you had a couple boys that you were tight with. You, you might still like. You know, entertain over the phone or email or what? But you yeah, know, we but all live every our now life. and then. Yeah, yeah. It's like now everybody's back home and we barely call each other. It's like I yeah. might see him every now and then, or call or text. You know, once or twice a year now. It's right. You know, it's gotten it, to that. So I'm sure it probably as you get older too, it's just like. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm 48, so I'm thinking like God. I, I tried to text Jesus the other day, and he's like, "Dude, I'm busy." So. <laughs> You're like, "Hey, I get it." You know? <laughs> yeah, it looks like I've been hanging around. So, yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> So no, for sure. So um, yeah, so that's kind of my thing. And then I've been in the Bay Area since uh, that '93. But uh, as far as like professionally and living here in Palo Alto, uh, I'd say '98. Well, that's good. Nice. Yeah. So I've been around. I mean, you know, I, I remember when uh, you know with the Rosen Crown where you're at. Um, I, I Big Al to me is not Big Al. He's Big Motherfucking Al. Yeah. You know, and I still, even under his breath, I go, Big Buffalo Rob. You guys are about the same age. He's a little older, but. Well, I think, (laughs) honestly, I think Al's like 176 years old. Because that dude. He might be. That dude, like, he's like Forrest Whitaker from Fast Times at Richmond High. Like, back in the day, like, he could (laughs) bench press, he could bench press Palo Alto. And now he's just like. Yeah, he kind of is that guy. And he used to play football. So, yeah, he's kind of. Yeah, I, I think his older brother was big time. He was like a big time ball player. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and he was like, uh, did he? He played a little bit for somebody. Like yeah, some I think co- he, it was college stuff. Yeah, but I he believe, was he was anyway. pretty big time. So you know, but Al, also out of that old guard, you know, he was, um, you know, he was at. Uh, he's been a, God. He's been at Rosencrown as far as I know, twenty five years. Almost 25 years, I believe. Over 20 years because he, he had his 20th, like, well, for being there, like, probably when I started. And that's... Like, what, three, four years ago? Five years ago. Damn. I've been there five, almost five years now. Damn, Jake. That's and, a And uh, probably over five years now. Yeah. It started, like, as soon as I almost got here. Right. So, like, around, and I was like, yeah. But I started working the door. Like, you know, just checking, right. checking IDs for a minute. And then, like, I was, like, working at Phil's and doing some other shit, so... Has Phil's been here that long? 
Yeah, Phil's been yeah. It had to be there. That's got to be there six, seven years, maybe almost eight years. How good is the coffee, Phil? You know, I, so I don't drink coffee anymore. But when I first started there and I was drinking coffee, it's yeah. it's it was all right. I just like I like how they do it. You know, they, I, I love that process. Yeah, that, that that that's kind of got me. I don't know why since I've been back home the past like couple months, but. I just haven't gravitated towards there because I guess just because I'm lazy. I'll just like I, you know, I'm, you know, doing. I'm dropping the doubles now at, at, uh, at you know, a couple of places. So it's like I just want to get to work. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I mean that's that's kind of what I w- usually I would like. I would head there before work sometimes, and then you know, grab. But now that I don't drink coffee because it just gives me super bad anxiety, and I don't know why. I can't really figure it out. I would imagine it's the caffeine. I don't know. I think so, but I just so I can't have any caffeine anymore, like at all. Yeah. yeah. So I have a little bit of caffeine, and like I'm, I get start getting dizzy, and I'm like, oh my god. And yeah, like it's a almost panic like you get, It's almost like a, a diabetic coma too. If you have that combination, if you put sugar in there, and I get that from time to time myself. And I think it's just one of those things where you know my my diet tend can get really sugar laden. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I probably should you know kind of pull that out a little bit. So, yeah, so now I've been drinking, like, herbal teas, so like, you know, a little bit of honey, that you know, a little me. bit of milk. Like Yerba mate in small doses does a great job. Yeah, yerba mate is pretty good, too. you got to be careful with that, though. I know I went, like, a three-bagger one night, and I was, like, trying to study or something for a, a wine test. Yeah. And I was out of my mind. I was like, Jesus Christ. I felt like I had done, like, four eight balls from Pablo Escobar. That's kind of like, that's kind of what it felt like. To yeah, have and I don't one. like that feeling because no. it's out of control, and you can't, like, I couldn't just sit down. Nope. You know, I'm up like and down, it. up and down. So pacing I, back and forth and shit, you know, just, and that's a, that's a really uncomfortable feeling in general. Like, especially when you're, you know, like doing drugs, it's just like, well, that's kind of what you get. But you know, when you do that caffeine thing and you're like, man, this is really fucking me up. It's sad too, because I, I mean, I've, I've been drinking coffee since I was like 15, you know, yeah. I, I was like, I love, I love just the taste of coffee. Like just, just a sip. Like even if I make it for Laura, cause she'll still drink coffee. Sure. If I just. You know, I'll make it for her, and I'll just take a little sip, and I'm like, "Ah, it's that's good here." That's yeah, what, there's something. Just so you're not poisoned. I don't kill you. So here you go. <laughs> I'm making sure there's not a making sure in there. there's none in there. It's kind of like King Arthur. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I just love coffee. You know, for for the most part, and um, I, but uh, you know, like uh, agreeing with what you were saying that there's there's times uh, my new lady friend she loves coffee and um, good example before we came over we went over to Taco Licious and we had some uh, love Taco Licious had some tacos my boy Christian was behind the bar and he was nice. taking, he was just running shop on us and she's like oh you know I'm gonna go drop you off but I need a coffee drink and so he had cold brew and, oh yes uh, I can't do that dude cold brew is like fucking crack so that's what I was like I got like a vertigo attack the last time I drank like a Pete's cold brew just a, yeah, the the little bottles right like small ones right i had like a quarter of it and i was like, and I, like wow, yeah. I thought I, I thought i was having a fucking aneurysm or something I was so like, you're oh my so God. high that everything slows down and you're like Ugh. i mean literally i was talking to somebody at the bar I was, right. at, I was at ale arsenal and i and everything just went sideways yeah and i was like holy shit what the fuck are they putting that shit dude it's like blue bottle it's, when you it's the blue bottle i i love like um, the blue bottle, the New Orleans style coffee, and it, you know it comes. I think for oh, a right. reason, it comes for like in like I don't know ten ounces. Yeah, iced. That shit, I can't. even... And they get... don't even tell you. Like it's that's the thing. It's like I was used to making making like pots of coffee, right? Like at home in New Jersey, you make right. like 
a drip. So you do like what two scoops of like fucking chuck a f- chuck full of nuts. Or, you know, right, Mac, right. Mac, you know, whatever, oh, Folgers, yeah. little Folgers, whatever the fuck they put yeah, in Yeah, Folgers, yeah. So you do, like, two scoops of that. You do the drip pot. You make, you like, bet. you make like ten pots of, or ten cups of coffee, right, in one pot. Right. Here, there's a lot of pour-overs, and you get one single cup out of this Oh, if you do, like, giant. the Kavita, or you do those fucking, those cone, yeah, the, the steel cone. Yeah, the, the cone, and then you do the drip coffee. It's like, it's I've never had... rocket fuel. Dude, it's, it's like fucking cocaine, and I'm just like... I'm like, fuck, dude, I can't be doing it. Yeah, I yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, I, I don't really want to have a heart attack. No, I've been just, just losing my fucking mind. I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm, you know, getting like to where I have like this vertigo problem sometimes when I have too much caffeine or not, well, enough, not enough to eat and shit. Like my it blood could be sugar. a balance of that, but I think, you know, a good example. So I go to Safeway today and I get my coffee over there with, um, with Starbucks. And um, I, you know, I... I slept 14 hours yesterday, which I needed. Oh, nice, dude. Um, That's what Laura usually. <laughs> she's, yeah, I, she's I need, always sleeping. Well, I, I've been trying to fight this fucking cold, and I, you know, oh uh, yeah, it's just it ain't happening. It, it's got its hooks in me. And I go in there, and you know, it's like I'm waiting for my coffee. And I had a red eye. Speaking of too much caffeine, yeah. <laughs> so I'm walking around, and I'm like, yeah, I need need a couple groceries, you know, for home. And um, so I go down uh, a couple aisles, and I, I find myself in the beer and wine, of course. <laughs> that's um, where I go, and it, yeah, and at the end of the at the beer um, cooler, you know, they've got uh, the cold box of the wine, and then they've got you know, gay, cold Gatorade and Coke and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So underneath Coke, <coughs> excuse me, um, they've got you know cold brew, and there's like 15 kinds of cold brew. One from like Brazil, one from like. Um, Africa, like Kenya, yeah. Guatemala, and, like right, and yeah. they've all got like snappy names. Like I'm gonna drink this, and my head's gonna blow up. Yeah. And so when I see a rocket on the label, I'm like, I'm probably not gonna drink that. I'm probably gonna die of a rocket. Well, first of all, it looks like an enema. Second of all, I'm thinking <laughs> like, if I drink this shit, my heart's gonna fucking explode. So yeah, I guess that just speaks Which they to have enemas. Coffee enemas, right? I've Which never, I, I'm not really into, but you know, I mean, I've, I've, I haven't tried one. I'm trying to get Laura to do one, so I can do it for her, you know. There you go. But yeah. maybe not coffee. <laughs> Just want to do a regular one. Hey, Should... Macaulay Culkin, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I did that. That's old hat. I did that ten years ago with heroin. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, but yeah, but no, they they have all this shit that's just fucking way too much. I think that speaks to the culture too, though, in society. It's just like people want. I mean, it's it's so extreme. It's like your phone, right? So I get on my phone and I it, the thing that I can get the fastest I want. Right. I want an air mattress, but I want it to I want it yesterday. Yeah, like everything's immediate, like which, you know, Amazon same day delivery like what the fuck? 61 minutes. Dude, if I order that air mattress, it'll be if I get the if I order it by like, you know, 7:30 in the morning, mm-hmm. I'll get it by 3. I'll get it by 3. You get it that day. Which is I mean, really cool but like at the same time like like, who in the fuck's watching me and not sleeping (laughs) yeah right i mean right that's yeah it's a little maybe that big brother thing yeah it's getting there i mean you know when you ah, shit uh, there's some things that i'll say or that i'll do and all of a sudden there and and this is for real dude there'd be a sponsor on instagram of oh it's with the google voice services right yeah so it's like but you know (laughs) my, my phone will just be with me because it's with me Right, and I'll just be like, oh, you know, I'm really digging Peroni. 
you know, just a, as a chill fucking beer today, you know, or, or you I'm know, down. for the week. Right. And all of a sudden, I'll start seeing ads for Peroni. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, Not that's kind of crazy. creepy. When I, and so what I've noticed with my phone lately is that it'll, um, the Google ad services will download faster than like some of my updates for uh, Pandora or, you know, Amazon or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is, this is creepy. It's, Maybe I'm it's, not taking it serious enough either because it, it, it creeped me out the other day. I was like, you know, I was, um, I was on the bus. Uh, my car blew up the other day, so oh, I'm fuck. like, shit, I gotta, yeah, that, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta take the bus. However, the, the bus. Where do you guys live? We, no. we live down in Sunnyvale. So, oh, you're in Sunnyvale now. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So it's, um, I mean, it's a, it's a, honestly, I, I live like I could throw a football and hit the bus from my place. Nice. So it's really convenient. Downtown's yeah. right there too, I'm sure, right? You can probably walk to it. Um, not so no, much. I mean, like, really, I'm kind of, uh, like, I'm right in the middle between Sunnyvale and Mountain View. Okay. North Sunnyvale. Right, right, right. But I mean, okay. you know, if I'm, if I'm mullered up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I can walk them. So probably it's, like, it's about you know, a mile and a half, two miles. That's not bad. That's, not too that's, bad. It's about not from here bad. to the rose. Pretty much. It's about two miles. 1.9. Right. So it's not too bad. But um, the bus has been kind of a godsend going to work, coming home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, yeah, I probably need to lay back off those beers. Because, you know, obviously the later it gets, the, um, the clientele on the bus gets a little more um, colorful. <laughs> oh, it's it's definitely uh, uh, lots of characters on the bus later on. I didn't realize. I don't even watch. Game I used to take the bus a lot for sure. Yeah. Oh, and again, I'm like, I'm not down on it. So all you folks listening, I'm like, I'm not trying to be down on anybody. But let's just say that the clientele gets a little more colorful as we move towards the witching hour. And I realized that I don't need to catch up on Game of Thrones when I ride the bus after midnight because it's there's a lot of White Walkers. It's very true. Yeah. They're fucking dead, zombie-looking, homeless, who the fuck ever, continuously riding. People, like, stay on the bus. Yeah, I was going to say. I, we, like people I living into, on the fucking bus. Yeah, my buddy and I would take the bus home the other night, and um, I got the I got the plugs in, and uh, I'm listening to, you know, Guess What, a podcast. <laughs> hey. And, um, yeah, so just, you know, it's not a long bus ride. It's probably maybe about 25 minutes to my place from, from the Crown on El Camino. And... Um, there was a there was a lady like hanging out, and you know she was a little bit older. I mean, she might have been thirty five, and she abused the you know some of the the goodies a little bit too much in her earlier life. But so now she looks eighty. <laughs> she looked eighty, and um, uh, there was a baseball player that used to play for the Atlanta Braves, Otis Nixon, and he was he had a grill, and dude was like thirty, but he looked like he was seventy, and you know he that was Otis Nixon was on the bus with me. And it was, it was quite the experience. It was, she was very vivacious and she was very territorial about the back of the bus. And I was, uh, she was an African American lady, a non African American gentleman. And, um, she was not happy because I was, me and my buddy were invading her space. And so I had the plugs in. And so she was, um, she was laying down on, uh, I was at the very back of the bus and she was, um, on like maybe three seats all put together, all yeah. curled up, had her gear there, uh, maybe some bed, bath and beyond shit, whatever. But <laughs> every time I would look up, she kept looking at me and she would, if you've ever been to Disneyland and you go in the Haunted Mansion, 
And you every you know you're you're on those like ridiculous things. Oh, that, the little, yeah, the little spinning ride, the little carts. That right, you're in. right, and and it'll turn you immediately into yeah, something that kind of rise up like that. Yep. So it was kind of like that. So it you know every every five minutes she would like kind of rise up like the crib keeper, and her eyeballs would get huge, and she was talking and talking and pointing at me, and I was just like waving at her like, hey, how you doing? But I'm listening to my podcast. Yeah, you're like, I don't give a fuck what you're saying right now. I kind of don't, no. And um, But it, every time I wouldn't respond, she would come back a little bit harder. So, at least by sight. So, anyway, I mean, it's just one of those things where um, it, it was, uh, first of all, it was kind of sad. It's sad to see people that are living on the bus. You that, know yeah, what I mean? That's, that's super sad. I mean, yeah, when they got all your shit and they're very territorial like that, where like, don't touch my shit, and you're like... Well, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like you're on the fucking or the you know the bus or the train. Like, what the f- come on, dude? Well, the first instinct, like you know, Rob, twenty years ago, would have been like, you know, I go fuck yourself, you old bag. Uh, but you know, but but now, now it's, it's like, different. well, it's a socioeconomic issue, and um, you know, yeah, I I kind of felt for him. Like, why? You know, my first instinct was like, dude, you look like fucking Skeletor. Like, where's he? <laughs> but yeah. my set, you know, as I sat there, I'm like, God damn, like I'm. I'm 48, and I'm I'm not struggling, but you know I opened a restaurant, it failed. I'm back here, and I you know I kind of got to start all over. And I understand the plight. And we live in an area with it's it's hard. It's hard. It's, yeah, from an economic point of view. Yeah, the money is the money is high here. It's tight. It is high and tight. That's a great point. Um, good assessment. But you know you're just like, damn, like you know she has no chance. And that in 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 it was it wasn't pity. No, it's it just, was it's, empathy. It's a real it's a realization too. You know, it's like, what could this person ever do? You know, it's it's hard. It's like, you could be one of those people that go get a job. It's like, you know, that's 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 like everybody's fit. Like, go get a job. And it's like it's you know, it's not going to be that easy for this person ever. Right. At this, well, especially hard at this. enough to though. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to come back into town where I, you know, I. You know, I had, you've been here, you know, she, she might have as well, but like you, people know you and you're like, fuck yeah, dude, Rob, you, I got you, man. I'm fortunate enough to have a profession in the beverage industry and I, you know, I've kind of, well. yeah, you know, we've kind of laid it down like a dirty so-and-so, so we're fortunate and that's something I try not to lose light of, but, um, you know, I'm looking at this poor lady and then, you know, we got, when we got off, you know, she, she grabbed my arm. She's like. Some facts on me are there. She said, like, don't you ever come on my bus again. And I was just like, okay, lady, you have a nice day. Lady, to quote Bilber. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was just sad. You know, we were walking home. Me and my buddy Dave was just like, you know, he had some choice words. But I was like, you know what? Like, It's like, we can we could talk shit all day. But but at the end of the day, I mean, that's a, that's a it's sad. In, in reality, it's sad. And it's, and my friend Steven which you, you, I think you know, Stephen uh, Morales kind of hangs out. Fili- yeah, Filipino I got guy. I, He's in the room. You've, you've met him before. Yeah. But uh, he's like, it's more of a mental disability that is the homeless. And I totally agree with that. It's, Absolutely. And that's the biggest thing that I think half the time for that America is struggling with is how to deal with mental, mentally ill people. And all these mentally ill people are the ones who are struggling. They're the ones on the street. It's like, well, it's a, you know they're making up like that that no pun intended. They're making up that undercrust 
of what used to be people that might be homeless but still have a chance to do something with their life. Yeah. You know, but I think it's the mental disposition on top of the mental disabilities that there's no hope. And I remember I grew up in the Reagan era, you know, as a, as a young kid and uh, listening to like Black Flag and the Dead Kennedys. Yeah. Jello Biafra, just like, you know, you listen to those old, like, In God We Trust, that album. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all about the moral majority and um, Jerry Falwell and Reagan and Margaret Thatcher. And all that music had such a profound effect on the way I thought about, you know, politics. Yeah. And I didn't know why. Like, I was, um, I grew up in an upper middle class society for, for the most part. And I, I didn't have to worry about anything, but I was also a, an athlete. I was on steroids at 15 to be a, you know, a football player. And I was pissed off at my parents because they wouldn't let me go out and drink with my friends. Right? <laughs> right, yeah. So I didn't really have – I didn't have like a, a political position of like disadvantage. Yeah. But I thought it was cool to – um, draw Sid Vicious on my OP or my Fuck PG. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. but but uh-huh. of course, like you know, Skid was or Sid was like this skinny eighteen year old on heroin, and we we made him into like we drew him like he looked like fucking Mr. T. Oh yeah, you know, and it was like Sid, Sid. But you know, it's like yeah. when you hear now when I hear like Johnny Rotten and uh, Jonesy's jukebox, Steve Jones, and they talk about Sid, and they're just like, yeah, he was just a friend, and we needed somebody to fill in. Well, yeah, Sid couldn't play bass. Sid so couldn't Sid, play with himself. He was that untalented. So he was musically. that untalented. I actually just listened to uh, a recent podcast. There's this one called what the fuck is it called? Anyway, oh, it's called Disgraceland. Okay, so, uh, it's a newer podcast. Kind of cool. It's mostly about music and the the fucked up things that happen to musicians, usually upon death. Sure. And stuff like that. So The 27 Club or something like that, like Amy yeah, Winehouse or even, something. Even like more, there's like, uh, uh, he had, um, fuck, he had uh, Sid, uh, like an episode with like Sid and Nancy. Yeah. And um, I, can't, I can't remember this one guy. Well, uh, there was also, sorry. Like Van Morrison, like guitar player that died. Yeah. He, he had a recent one that was really cool. Or somebody like Ian Curtis who committed Joy Division. Yeah, Joy Division, like that kind of stuff. So he's he's doing that and he's like really, you know, or like the Rolling Stones having an affair with the the, the, uh, Queen of England and shit like that. Oh, right. Stuff like that. Wow, that's Um, deep. Yeah, it gets pretty cool. But like this one about Sid and Nancy, like it was really well uh, written. And then like, so he kind of reads the story and was like... sure. He's like, yeah. Oh, how Sid meets Nancy and she's yeah. a groupie. Right. Could be, and she's a because Nancy, Because Nancy was going for uh, uh, Johnny Rotten at the time sure. and somebody else that was in a different band. I can't remember the name of the band. Okay. Um, but she found Sid as a third choice, basically. And then they kind of hit it off and they were both fucking junkies and they were both heroin addicts. Yeah, and she she's the Sid, one, allegedly, that was like... You know, I mean, Sid eventually could have learned how to play, but but I, he didn't. He just didn't know how to play. It was he was yeah. just like the it was like a boy band, you know. Right. And he was just the front guy to just like this is what you do. You do four chords. That's all you gotta do. Play right. fast and hard, dude. Done. Yeah. And he like did like he was like trying. So his mom was also a, a junkie, and his mom oh, didn't know that. Yeah, his mom also fed him heroin. Oh wow. And so, damn. Nice so, family. so Sid and Nancy moved to 
Bleecker Street in New York City in a right. ho- in that hotel, the hotel Hotel Opium, Carmichael or man, maybe not. I forget what the fuck the hotel was called. Anyway, they were like the first floor. The first floor was for the junkies. Sure. Then the rest was like party people, rock and roll. Sure. Back then it was just fucking. Punk rock, rock and roll, everything, right? CBGB guys. Yeah, dude, this is the place to fucking be. This is where the party's at. Right. He had a party, fucking, you know, in his hotel room yeah. where they were living. Yeah. Um, party ended. Um, it was just him, him and uh, Nancy. They couldn't score any drugs. That was the problem. Yeah. And then he got a hot dose, right? Yeah, and in a weird, in a weird uh, mental disorder that they like. She was like bitching, bitching, bitching that she's like in pain and having like these fucking withdrawals. Right. And so was he. Yeah. And somehow he ended up just stabbing her in the stomach. Oh, that was his story. Damn. That's and then he didn't know that he killed her. Oh, okay. So then he like was going on trial for murder, basically. But he right. went into rehab. And then he got out of rehab. The first thing that happened, his mom shot him up with heroin. Whoa, I didn't know that Immediately. part of the Yeah. Crazy. And then he overdosed Damn. from his mom. His mom was basically the one that's like, this is how I take care of my baby. Damn. That's hardcore. It's a fucking crazy story. It was a good one, dude. You should look. I, I got to check that out. I, Disgrace I land, man. Check it I, out. I thought they had just beaten the shit out of each other or something like that. And then nah. he choked her or something. I, no, I he stabbed her in the stomach. And then, and then found her when he woke up after like the, the dope. Just, the dopes, he was dope. They were both dope sick. Yeah, she was in the bathroom and she just covered in blood because he stabbed her in the stomach. It was just she just bled out. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. she was like kept she like kept like it was one of the, you know like if you're just laying together you know and she's somebody's just like bitching in your ear like constantly in pain and stuff. She's yeah. like take me away from this pain like I don't want to be you know I don't, right. don't want to feel the pain and he's just like whoosh, you know it's just like, kind of right. random like all right fuck. Yeah, I can't say that I've ever had that thought, but no. you know, but I but I see what you're saying. But I haven't been on heroin, so I don't know. Like I haven't been yeah. in that kind of state where I haven't chased the dragon. So I no, don't. yeah, I've never chased the dragon. I'd I, tell you what, I though, no, I have no no uh, interest in chasing the dragon. Actually. I'm gonna avoid that because yeah. uh, I like life. Yeah, me too. I like life. Yeah. I like weed. I like beer. You know, weed and beer is right up my. That's alley. all I need, dude. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah. Any major and music drugs? and music. Any major drugs? I don't. I just don't need it. Well, I mean, that's. A, I just don't care. Yeah, I don't know if it's about caring. It's about like that's crazy. The fuck's wrong with you? People want to get fucking. I don't know. It's like a weird. It's a weird world, right? Like people want to fucking just. I don't know. They want to be the next or the. Some something crazy. I can't really put my finger on it. I know it. I used to work with a guy who was. I mean. I used to call him Tinfoil Tim, and uh, he was so hopped up on Oxy, like, mm. the blues, I guess he would say. I mean, they were just, I mean, far worse than the regular H to get off of. Yeah. And, um, you know, me and my all, all my infinite wisdom, I used to say, hey, I wrote a song about you. <laughs> like, I'm out of foil. And he's like, fuck you, it's fucked up, but I am out of foil. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> you know? I am, bro. Yeah, and it's just like, I... I I'm sure I shouldn't have done that, but I was like, God, how can you, you know, the dangers here. Like, you know, do you not read or something? But you know, when it gets a hold of you and I, I certainly am not trying to throw stones living in a glass house cause I've had my issues, but, um, 
it's just one of those things where you got to make a choice. It's like, well, do I want to, do I want to be fucked up for the rest of my life or do I want to live my life? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I agree with that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand people who want to throw their life away. Right. It's kind of trash. You know, it's like, I don't need it. I'm nothing. I don't give a shit. And they just sit at home. It's like, can you imagine like staring at that bag and you're like, you're so excited about that. That like even like some like a buddy of yours would be coming into town you haven't seen in ten years, or even this new girl that you met that like man you know I, I could hang out with her, and you've got this bag of dope at and home that, you and know, that bag of dope is the only like, thing calling right the only thing calling right it's just like it's hey, like man. I'm here buddy ring ring yeah it's like and that and that and that drives your yeah get the needle get the needle get the go to the bathroom yeah <laughs> get a lighter fuck it get a torch do it. Get a torch on, dude. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, and it's uh, it's something that it's really uh, that's scary. It's very scary. I just, you know, I, and like I said, I just can't. I don't understand people that just want to throw that shit away, like their life for. And but I don't, I don't know because I'm not. I've never been. I mean, my my, I grew up in a weird upbringing, so right. I, you know, at one point, my mom was a junkie for that's crazy. You know, a few years. So right. she's done heroin and she's done everything. She beat it. No, I mean she passed away, but oh, it got man, her. In, it got her in the end. So I mean it, it, it. But she didn't. It wasn't that she like threw her life away for heroin. Mm-hmm. She's done heroin, but she didn't. She wasn't a junkie per se. As like she threw everything away just to have that. Sure. She did it, and it. Ended up to being where she was like, fuck, you know, I'm a junkie. I need to fucking figure shit out. Yeah. And, and yeah. clean up. So, in that, this yeah. kind of way, and, but my mom was a super awesome, really strong person, and she, sure. like, overcome a lot of things that happened to her in, like, in bad ways, you know, but she really, really made that, like, that effort to just be like, no, 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 I don't, you know what? I don't fucking need that. My kids are more important. Yeah. This is more important. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the drive, you know, that you need. It's like this is more important than this. Right. But you still have that like junkie shit calling you, you know, all the time. Like well, oh, I'm sure, well, I'm same right. friends, you know, like you got friends too, right? So your friends are like, dude, got some coke, come over, dude. Or yeah. you know, I got got some heroin, come score, dude, come hang out. You're like, yeah. Nah, you know, I, I Some people can compartmentalize and you know and, and draw that line. Yeah. You know, no just hard. But yeah. you know, it's um yeah, you got to respect people that, that still take care of their family and their kids, and you know that's, you know, props to your mom, dude. Yeah, no, she was uh, she was super cool. Uh, she was a she was a great person. Um, I've been through a lot with that that woman for you know many many years, and yeah. uh, and it was sad. It was sad to see her go at that at 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 her best in her life that she was doing. Well, I mean, it's never you know I lost my yeah. mom dropped dead. Um, back in 01, like she was 57 and my dad called me and, uh, and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 go ahead. No, I, go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah, but that was devastating because I had been, I wasn't estranged from my parents at all because they were still in LA and, but I just, you know, I was living my life and, you know, I was kind of, uh, that happens, yeah. Yeah. I was doing my thing. Yeah. You know, exactly. but, but he calls me up and he goes, she's dead. And I'm like, no. And that, you know, on, on, on what we were talking about that, that sent me into a tailspin where I, you know, I, 
I didn't really have a regular job. I was consulting. I was, you know, studying for my master psalm and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I fucking just, I called one of my cousins and I, I started doing meth and coke. And like, you know, at her funeral, I was fucking, I was just off a of bender for like a day and a half. Dude, I mean, and, it happens. And, yeah, and, I, and I couldn't cope, you know, and I... I'm, probably, I'm not going to say this because it's a podcast, but yeah. I, I called up an old girlfriend that, you know, kind of took care of me and stuff. And, I, you know, it was um, it was a horrible time, you know, and yeah. I, I didn't really recover. I, I can still say to this day, I I have never recovered from my mom's death. Same for me. I don't think I... I don't think I ever will will, will ever fully recover. And yours was 2001. Yeah. Mine was 2003. Yeah, man. And it's... So, I, I mean, mean... That's... that's how, between... It's, you know, it's it's almost twenty years. I mean, that's or fifteen at least. Yeah, that's it's a long close. time. It's close, and it's a long time. And it's like, I mean, my mom died. Your mom died fairly young. Yeah, my mom died really young. My mom died at forty one. That's so, insane. So I feel like, dude, that's you know, insane. The, I feel like the rest of her life would have been still ahead of her, and sure. she was really on a in a really good place, and she was super happy what she was doing. She was like. Turning over hotels because she was like, uh, she was starting hotels basically. She was like wow. this housekeeping uh, manager of uh, like uh, the Hilt, like the Hilton, the Clareton, like stuff like that. She would go in, she right. would set up shop, and she'd be like, "Okay, it's time to bounce." And she'd be like, "Now I'm going to set up this one and set up." And they were like calling her to set up the the housekeeping staff and then roll because she like she didn't take any Spanish courses or nothing, and she like spoke fucking awesome spanish which is right, weird right. she was like i know what the fuck you're saying don't fuck don't fuck with me dude my mom was a hardcore fucking chick she was awesome is she from jersey yes yeah, yeah totally from jersey it's not like you guys have a reputation for being soft no not at all yeah she's hard harder than anybody i've ever met in my life like yeah. just fucking something about the water something dude she was just i mean a fucking animal dude she was awesome yeah she was awesome and took me through a roller coaster of my life and then you know i kind of was just like resentful and i wasn't and then i was you know and that's like yeah she'd been through it with her son yeah and then at the end it's like i'm proud to have that person as my mom yeah yeah i feel the same way i I mean a lot of uh, a lot of my good traits come from her i'm not saying that bad traits come from my dad but you know she was the one who was uh much like your mom i'm sure like she kind of ran the show you know and Uh she uh she ran the show from a quiet perspective and more by example like, you know, when she passed, you know, she had such a profound effect on, uh, you know, I was an athlete. So a lot of my, my buddies were, they loved my mom because she cooked for us and it was Taco Thursday. And she brings yeah. like, you know, 47,000 tacos to, to school, you know, like on a, on a day where we're all fucking starving, you know. Yeah. And, um, and she would just give and give and give. But she would give it those times where you wouldn't you least expect it, you know. But I yeah. mean, she was the consummate team mom. Um, and she's also there screaming like, you know, when we're, you know, it's like in down to the last second, we're down by three or something. And she's like, hey, go motherfuckers. And, yeah. you know, she's out there like, you know, rip this dude's head off. And <laughs> yeah, yeah mom, you know, I mean, that's yeah. just from East L.A. too. So, you know, exactly. Yeah, she was uh, she was hardcore pipe hitting. So now it sounds just like my mom, dude. Yeah. Same same kind of shit. Just yelling. Yeah. Swearing. She was a sailor cussing motherfucker is what she was. Yeah. Yeah. Mom didn't give a shit, you know, no. so. So back to the beer, Alvarado Street. They're delivering. I I am a fan. Yes, they're. I'm drinking like old people. Fuck. Yes. I might, I might need another glass. Slowly. 
Super well, now you got to finish that one first to get this one. All right, fair enough. That's how we roll this motherfucker podcast. It's three deep. This one three is deep, son. No, a few deep. A few deep. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> such an asshole. I like so, how they're going small IPA now. This one's 4.9, so it's a little lighter. But Small IPA. Is that Alvarado Street? Yeah, or, we're, no. we're going to hit Alvarado Street again. All right. Um, Alvarado good. Street to me is um, downtown Los Angeles. And uh, me and my infinite wisdom of... Uh, when I grew up in L.A., I, I um, my best friend uh, that I grew up with, uh, Eddie Conno, if you're listening, you're probably not, you asshole. Um, <laughs> his uncle owned a restaurant called La Fonda Restaurant in downtown Los Angeles on 2nd and Alvarado. All right. Um, and so he was um, a mariachi, and he was the conductor of the Los Camperos Mariachi de Naticano. And so um, he opened this restaurant. I don't, you know, I don't remember time frames. Probably late seventies, and it became a tourist attraction because his mariachis were considered some of the best in the world. Really? Yeah. And so we we grew up down there, and um, Eddie's Eddie's mom ran the kitchen. And uh, God, I remember the chimichangas that were fucking dope. <laughs> Um, the best ever. You'll never have anything like that. Yeah, when you're a kid, I mean, you know, you could eat yeah. like space dust and you're like, fuck, it's the best. It's the best space dust I've ever had, man. Fucking A, man. <laughs> fuck Elysium and the space dust. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things where we grew up down there. And uh, me and my other best friend, Dale, we um, we got fucked up one night because we're in fucking high school. Because that's it, the best time. Yeah, it's like, what else are you going to do, right? And so, um, you know, MacArthur Park. Was situated right there on uh, on Alvarado and uh, and and I don't remember the fucking name of the street. Anyway, yeah, for you folks listening, you know, you know that area. It's, it's, yeah, MacArthur it's, Park. It ain't no fun. So yeah. us and all of our again infinite wisdom, we we get mullered up at, at a buddy's house, and then we uh, we make one of our older friends, you know, take us down and drop us off to La Fonda because we're hungry, and we know that we'll fucking shake our buddy Eddie. Eddie was we weren't twenty one yet. I think we were like twenty. And Eddie was a couple years older than us, so he was the mater D. And so we called him up and like, "Hey, motherfucker, we're coming." He's like, "Okay." <laughs> and so, but we're fucked up, and we have to go. We walk through MacArthur Park like a couple of dumbasses. These two Ooh. fucking white kids. And fortunately, nothing happened to us. But we walk through the middle of MacArthur Park, and it's littered with homeless people. Yeah, always. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if we did that now, we would have been dead because of MS13. Thanks, gang. Yeah. Um. But we had been approached by, you know, some crazy transvestites or whatever. Some guy flashed us. I remember Dale threw some guy in the lake. And then we just ran. We ran into La Fonda and we had chimichangas. We had some <laughs> so, chimichangas, right? Yeah. Best chimichangas ever. Dude, they were they were the shit. So, um, long story short, we uh you know, we used to hang out there a lot. So MacArthur Park, when I think when I see Alvarado Street, I think of uh, It reminds you of that. I think of that bum going in the yeah. lake. And so this is a no biggie from Alvarado Street. Small biggie IPA. Smalls? No biggie smalls. IPA. Give Alvarado it a look. Street. 4.9. 4.9. Colorful ass can. Yeah, man. Some stickers. It looks like uh, somebody was playing Jackson Space. I don't know why they're calling a small IPA. You know, they're trying to do their own fucking thing, which kind of irritates me. It's a fucking session. Yeah. Well, but you can call IPA. it a session, and it's like it, it has no... Um, it has no marketability. Again, it's like, oh, it's a session. Yeah, but I mean, that's the term that people have, have given. Now, this now they're now see Alvarado Street's trying to do their own new term, small yeah. IPA, and you're like, 
They're trying to sell some beer. Man. Yeah, which they're fucking doing. I mean, they're. Dude, they, I mean, this beer is about that. I mean, these guys are cranking the shit out of some beer. They're they're putting <sighs> stuff out. That's a that's a testament to you. Um, and this Alvarado. one, the clarity of that too is just look. Alvarado Street's known for their hazy shit because they crank out some hazies. Yeah, and I'm kind of into that right now. Yeah, the clarity of it look is fucking that. killer. It looks. It looks beautiful. like a lager. It looks like a pilsner. It looks like nothing. It looks like I was going to say it almost looks like a goddamn cider. Dude, it looks like a cider. Looks like a cider over there. No biggie cider. No, no biggies. biggies. We'll do it. We'll drink a cider. Give oh, me the loot. Yeah. I fell down the stairs and my shoes fell off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. Hi. I can't see so good. I need an appointment. I got, I got these glasses. Can I bring my shoes and all my glasses oh, so my I can glasses? have them? Dude, when that fucking... That shit I'll came never out. forget when Jerky Boys came out. My boy Rob Gutierrez, rest his soul. He fucking calls me up. He's like, "I'm at UCLA," and he's like, "I got this fucking tape. You got to listen to." <laughs> and I'm thinking, "Okay," because you know that was yeah. Back- you're like, "All right." And so um, you're thinking you know, music, something good, right? Or yeah, something different. So I drive over in my '89 Honda Accord to nice. Glendale. <laughs> This and, uh, is an 89 Honda. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. That was a good car. So uh, I pick up fucking Goody and we fucking go to Chewy's in Glendale. And um, he, we, we pop in this fucking tape. And it's literally like three blocks. You know, we, we're going like maybe a five, six blocks down from this place in Glendale. Yes, yeah, so you're not going far. We're not going far. And I literally drive around for an hour listening to this goddamn tape. <laughs> and I'm literally pissing my pants. And he's like, I told you it was funny. And, you know, it became much like um, for my generation. I'm speaking for my generation. Um, it became like the Delirious. When Eddie Murphy, that Delirious album came out. and that, that Oh, yeah. It became like our vernacular for everything, you know. It's like, hey, I'm going to start a fire. You're gonna start a fire. Get away from that girl. You know the fire. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, so every every uh, everything you said was like based off of that. Right, like, right. Much I, like yeah. Chappelle now, like right, right. or was um, I'm Rick James, bitch. Right, right. Um, it became like our vernacular, and even to this day, I go to somebody's house, you know, that I kind of don't know, and if I'm with the lady or you know, yeah, yeah. Um, props to Bill Burr. Um, <laughs> You know, I'll just, I I can't help but saying, get that goddamn lighter fluid out here. We can't use that shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, get the gasoline or whatever. Yeah. So, it's funny that how that just gets, like, burned in your mind. So No, I like that. I, I'm a huge um, movie quoter or, like, line quoter from anything. And and that was, like, I've, I've done that for years about anything. I don't give a fuck what it was. Like, but, I, you know, I had the same... The same for my generation or whatever, sure. like for whatever movie it was like new at the time, you know. It's like, yeah, Big you know, Lebowski or yeah, whatever. Big Lebowski, fucking South Park the movie when it came out. Oh, you know, are you kidding some, you know, me? Some random shit like that. Jews but like play stupid games. <laughs> like I could never right? get out of my fucking exactly. head. Exactly. But same with the Jerky Boys. Like anybody's like, when somebody says something, I'm like, I fell down the stairs and my shoes fell off. It just <laughs> comes right to my mind. Yeah. And I do the voice. I'm just like, I do. And then yeah. like the whole, it's like. Fucking the golf one, dude, where they're, where, where they're talking. It's like, yeah, I want to come down there. I want to try on some golf shoes. <laughs> and I just want, can can he just try on some some golf, some, some shoes? shoes. And, and just kick me around the fucking store. Just, just kick me around. <laughs> Treat and, me like the pig guy. Yeah. He's like, we had somebody in there. And, you know, 
Peter was trying on, and he had a paintball or had a, a potato gun, and Peter caught one right in the fucking eye, and it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "God damn, this thing just." And, rolls. and that, and it's you know what it is? It's a fucking loop in your head. It is. You know, it's like it just plays over and over. I can't tell you. My ex-wife and I were were very we're tight like that. Like we had like um, we had this thing with uh, with Kevin Nealon. Because we got together in '98, and that's that's why I was in Palo Alto because I met her. I was selling wine, and I was like, "Hey, I, you know, I kind of dig you." Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we had we had a good relationship in that sense. Um, and uh, we, I'm trying to remember. I think it was a Saturday Night Live thing with Tim Meadows. Oh, it was the uh, Ike Meadows. Turner, um, oh. Kevin Nealon. Do you, do you want some cake, Kevin Nealon? And so that whole thing was like we we were playing off the Ike Turner Tina Turner thing, and we ended up. She used to call me Kevin, like my name's Rob. So you know we'd yeah. be out, and people were like, "I didn't know your name was Kevin." And it's just like, it's not. It's You're like it's, it's an inside joke. You yeah, you can't. Do and we it. had so many inside jokes. You yeah. know, that's so. that's the thing about when you get couples too, and you get like things that you really spin off on. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that usually sets the the stage for when you two go out, and somebody's like the fuck is she talking about? And you're like, you don't know. You're not going to know. <laughs> yeah. And it's just you something know? like you just, you know, you do it intrinsically and you're just like, yeah, fuck, you know, we, you call her like, you know, muffin diver, you know, something like yeah. that. And then people are just like, you just call her muffin diver. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's well, like, you know, you know, it's a thing we do. It's like, yeah, <laughs> right. Right. It's a thing we all do. However, we have a certain vernacular for it. So, yes, you know, exactly. And then go fuck yourself. And then go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> Um, I gotta finish this fucking beer so I can comment on it. I'm drinking like old people fuck. Exactly. Slowly. Yes. Slowly. <laughs> Slowly. Well, me and the lady Donna over there. We uh we had a day. It was my day off. I feel kind of guilty because I I called out sick last night to work and I I I was hurting, man. I've been you trying to. feeling good, right? Or... No, man. I was uh, <clears throat> so I worked at uh, at the old Pachi's yesterday and I did my day shift and and excuse me and um I didn't find this fucking like congestion and shit for like almost two weeks and i didn't sleep well the night before and uh, i was like i could just feel it coming yeah like i need some goddamn sleep mm-hmm. so i uh called in to brother chris sorry bud uh, but i really was sick and he's like all right let's just uh take the next couple days off you know get well and you know yeah podcast and go fuck yourself yeah <laughs> so yeah no, there's, there was a whole i mean there was a whole real big sickness coming around since uh, December. Right. It was like, it hit Laura hard, and then it hit me in a weird way, too, with the vertigo thing. Yeah, man. You mentioned that earlier. That You know, vertigo is nothing to fuck with. No, but it, it's it was... It's kind of like the Wu-Tang Clan of your head. You don't fuck with it. Don't fuck with it, dude. It was, it was part of that sickness, too, because it attacked my sinuses. So, uh, basically, it was a sinus infection. So... It, it fucked up the the eyes, and... the eyes, the nose, and the throat thing, right? So right. I, I lost my voice, but I didn't feel sick. You know when you like feel sick, you're like, oh, warm, and like I just need some chicken soup, and I just over wanna... there with my over glasses there, and my, glasses. my shoes, get so my sh- I can have can them. Can someone get my shoes and my soup because I'm I don't feel so well. Yeah, I need some of that yeah. chicken soup and a goddamn <laughs> robe, and shut the I door. Want my robe, so we're drafty in here. Right. So, so I, so matzo ball soup. It like fucked me up on that sense where I was like, I, I felt like I had a glitch in my head, you know, like sure. frame would go like chops. Right. Like, right. One thirty seconds turned into one sixteenth yeah. and one eighth. Yeah. So I was finding it hard to like. It's like turn. a David Lynch movie. Yeah. I was like, 
I couldn't turn my head. I was like turning it, and it was just the weirdest fucking thing. Right. But it's been in the Bay Area right now for for a little while. So there's well, a know, weird bug going around. That and like, I think um you know we're, and not that I didn't work with the public when I had my restaurant. Then I worked at that resort for a minute. I was around a lot of different people. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, you know, you could. I always uh, to quote John Stewart. I'd feel so much better if people would just like drive around in a Purell truck. <laughs> You right. know what I mean? Just take care of yourself, man. Yeah, don't just, spread disease. Yeah, stop, like, well, I have, stop like, people, spreading your fucking. Well, I have people chlamydia. Being, people just fucking coughing in their hand and shaking their hand, or just doing dumb shit. And you're That's like, disgusting. And you're just like, no. You got some folks there at the Crown though that are. Uh, well, yeah, everybody's a character, you know. I love it though. It's funny. I just came back what a month, a month and a half ago. We picked up where we left off. I'm yeah. like, hey, can I get you some pizza? Yeah. Exactly, man. I fucked up the other night. I didn't come in because I I was busy, so I apologize. So nah, don't worry about so it. So I had to good, I had to settle for that uh, pizza in my heart because I wanted I wanted my boy Joe to have some pizza. And don't you worry about it. Dude. It's all good, man. I I appreciate anything anybody does for me ever. So it's like if you didn't do it, I wasn't expecting. No, 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 you know, no. It, but, but it's but like it's, it's, it's like those... I know you. I know you'll get me on the you know on the back end anyway. It's not going to matter. Well, but you know that aside. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, I see you guys. To me, I've never been behind the bar at the Rosencrown, so yeah. I, I don't know what it's like. But then, you know, the professional in me is like, he ain't going to eat those chips all night. You know what I mean? And right. Then, I and, then, yeah. and you fuckers get, you get busy. Yeah, there's no time to eat until you're, like, done, basically. So, right. So, you got, so like, I there's, think like, about a break that. sometimes. And I'm like, I can't eat right now. Yeah, I try to think about that so at least that you... You which got awesome. some to look forward to. Yeah, which is awesome because I mean, you you pretty much know the industry and you like oh, yeah. do that. So I'm like, I'm very appreciative to that because I'm like, you know, well, there, there'll be times where, Vargo, so, well, yeah. there'll be times where I'm starving. I'm like, oh damn! And then you brought me pizza. And I was like, how do they know that I was just what I fucking wanted? Uh, fucking insomnia. Boom. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking loved it. I was like, all right. Yeah, I've always been pretty good at timing, whether it's good or bad. So. Yeah, I was like, man, these guys walked in at the perfect time because I was like. In my head, I'm going through this thing. Where I'm like, yeah. should I go to Subway? Should I try to get somebody to bring me something? And I'm like, I never do. You know, I always just like, I, I the only time I've ever go to Subway is with Laura, and we go to fucking uh, the patio and just get wasted. Yeah, 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 yeah that's kind that of our things. Sometimes, you know what? I kind of can't go to the patio too much because between, well, I'm I I know me and Mark are are tight. We're Tight in the sense that I've known him for a long time, and I can, you know, pretty much piss all over that floor, and they're like, "Yeah, it's Rob." It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all the bartenders and Travis, when Travis is there, he's not there anymore, though. I know, but yeah, I saw him the other night at Scotty's, and you know, I love Travis. Dude, Travis Brown is—he's uh, my friend. Dude, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, yeah, we have a lot of friends like that. I think. Yeah. Not only in the peripheral, but in, in you know, in 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 the middle of the field, you know. So we're all to, we're all together in this like small town downtown in this cesspool of Palo Altoism of what we're in. You know, we should write. <laughs> you know what? Much like um, you know, you've got like Silicon Valley on Netflix, which you know is a really good show. It's a good show, but there's I, I some think more it's well written. There's some more to it that instead of this the techie part, there's the under there's the other the part. other side yeah. of Palo Alto. And I think it's hilarious because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that play in that world uh, now of that uh, of the tech world or you know the the VC world or whatever that I've been 
they've come into my restaurants that I've, you know, that are my friends. Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Hey, don't worry. That's what the show's all about. Yeah, fucking burping. Burping, farting, shitting, fighting. Well, maybe not all at the same time. Well, we're not going to do that. I mean, we're boys. I mean, if I got to get loose next door to your neighbors and tell them what time it is, I'm going to take that bass. I'm not going to take that bass because it's a beautiful bass. But it's actually a cheaper bass. But it's not. I love Ibanez. Ibanez is a good bass. Yeah. What do you play? Are you a guitarist? I mainly play guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Guitars. I mean, I had that guitar since. It's a 99, so I've had it since 2001. That's sick. It's a Gibson Les Paul studio, and it's my baby. That's... I worked I worked with my stepdad in Philadelphia. At a, uh, He had a roofing. He's, he's a roofer. Right. So, and I needed a job at the time, and I could make more money. He's like, yeah, come roofing with me, then. You're going to wow, do that. And I was like. Tough. tough job. Yeah, we drove from fucking shit, dude, all the way from uh, Jersey to Virginia, back to Philly to Den- uh, not Denmark, uh, fucking Delaware. Oh, and Denmark, yeah, that's like yeah, that's that's water tight. Can't drive. <laughs> yeah, I use the VW. Now I can. Yeah, I'm gonna get an underwater fucking subway or uh, submarine. Fucking. <laughs> Once we used the commissar. But yeah, so I, I worked there for a few months, and then I quit my job when I bought my guitar. I was like, fuck this place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck roofing, dude. It sucks. It's the worst. It's I couldn't do good. it. I'm afraid of heights to begin with. But, I mean, that's... I'm not afraid of hard work. But there's some shit that I, I just... I'm not geared to do. Like taking a hammer and a nail. Like, that's not Rob's thing. Rob's... I'm retarded when it comes to that. I was, you know... Back then and back then... I would still... I'm not about... Not about hard labor. I totally... I mean, I was a mechanic for fucking 10 years. Right. You know, so... But doing that job, it's physically crazy and hard it's it's well and then you get the elements too i mean you're on top of a fucking roof on and the sun is beating down like i think my stepdad now has uh some kind of skin cancer from it yeah so he's got his his arms and his hands look pretty beat up so but that's insane it's uh, so they didn't I, think about that back then you know it's no, uh, you're just working dude it's the same work as anybody you're good at right. what you do and he is good at what he does yeah you know what i mean like yeah. he does his job he's great at what he does right but at the same time it's like you've let yourself you didn't use fucking anything like fuck no you know sunblock no nothing no and you're if you're on a fucking delaware or fucking philadelphia roof and just right in the center and it's just fucking hot as balls dude it sucks and he's been doing that and he's been doing that for over 30 years you know i did that's a tough dude man i did it for i did it for like a few months He's in it for like 30 years. I'm like, fuck that, dude. Dude. What's wrong with you? You East Coast people are fucking awesome. Dude, they're fucking crazy. It's like Henry Rollins says, like, we talk fast, we fucking do things quickly, and we, when we say, let's do lunch, let's do lunch, doesn't mean go fuck you. No, we expect results. We expect to do something. When somebody says do something, we do it. Yeah. It's not like leisurely where somebody's like, oh, you know, nah, I can't do this right now, you know, or something like that. It's like, you bit and then people bitch out here like at the last minute. People are like, "Sorry, bro, I can't make the podcast." Or like, you know, I can't. Oh, like I did last. You week. know, or like, you know, I can't. I can't hang tomorrow, or you know, whatever. But to it's quote like, Jeff Spicoli, you know, those guys, fucking those guys, those guys. You fill in the blank. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, there, dude. We, we're fucking. It's a little bit more hardcore. We walk fast, talk fast. We have. We lead with a purpose. There's something to go to. There's something to do. You know, yeah, yeah. and that's I and I follow that motto. I'm like, 
where are we driving to? There's something, even in life, dude, something, we have to be driving towards something. Even if it's yeah. nothing. Even if it's nothing. It's like, let's go on a fucking road trip, dude. Let's do yeah. it. Let's get out. You know what I mean? Like, we're going, we're heading towards something. It's kind of funny. Like, my, um, you know, before I moved back down, I I had moved up to, a, I was hired to be a GM of a, a Burmese restaurant. And it was um, it was a really good experience. Loved my owners and all that. And I had a little bit of a stake, but not to get too out of control about it. Um, my drive kept that place rolling. Thinking outside the box with the catering and marketing and all that stuff. Because we had no money. Yeah. But um, the food was nails. So when you have a good product, my thought was my experiences in my career as a wine person, restaurant guy... I've seen places in the city, granted it's the city, um, with good product with a shitty location, get after it. Yeah. You know, how they did it, I don't know. But I figure like, well, I'm sitting here and it's like, fuck, I, I got a great product. Let's, let's tell people about it. Yeah. So when things were going down and it was before the fires had happened, I had already left because, you know, we, we got in some financial trouble and, you know, they couldn't. The folks couldn't they couldn't sustain my salary and stuff, so I'm like, I gotta balance, man. I can't like take a not take a paycheck for sixty days. What's the matter with you? Right. So can't I went to work for I'm a, I'm just you know I'll, unknowns. I went to go work for a resort, and I was excited to be there. I had some pretty good people I thought I was working with, and my drive was like to make this place awesome because basically it could have been like Pebble Beach North, but it was a homeowners association and just a lot of politics. And um, that's the problem with most places: a lot of politics. A lot of politics and people like you know not. They're set their ways. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, not being, I, I probably led too hard, you know, but not asking more questions and being a little more inquisitive about like, well, what do you guys want to do? You know, I was just taking things at face value. Taking the lead. You're like, fucking, let's do this. Right. Seems like like you're not stepping up. Let's step it up. Well, you know, I was the guy that was like, even though I was like the director or whatever the fuck I was doing, I'm like, I'll bartend if my bartenders don't show up. Let's Mm -hmm. rock and roll. Let's keep it afloat. Let's do something. Right. Do whatever you got to do. And that was something that got me in trouble because it's like, well, you're not delegated. It's like, I don't have fucking people. Like, what do you want me to do? Right. I'm going to close the fucking place or, you know. Yeah. So... I, I don't know if it was a lesson or not, but I, I was like, damn, I, sometimes you can have too much rocket fuel for the vessel, you know? Sometimes, yeah. And, that, and that's kind of what, you know, kind of blew up my face. But I'm glad because I was able to come back home and, um, like you know, like we were talking about earlier in the podcast, I was very fortunate. You know, I walked into town and, um, you know, I kind of picked up where I proverbially left off and I am very fortunate to be at, uh, at the old bird dog and uh, to... Yeah, no questions asked, just like, ba-boom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ba-bam. We're going to take a break. All right. All right, we'll be back for round two, so motherfucker, stay tuned, everybody. Well, all right, my fine feathered friends, my drinking compadres, my bros, my peeps. Appreciate you guys tuning into the first round. Thanks, Rob Clark, for coming hanging, bro. Good times, good times. Uh, I want to thank my sponsor, Palo Alto Brewing Company. You can visit the tap room down at 233 University Avenue in downtown Palo Alto, California. Uh, yeah, 
It's open from 11.30 to 11 p.m. So come get some lunch, get some dinner, get some beers. Palo Brewing Company since 2009. Bringing you good beers, man. Bringing you good beers. I also want to say thank you to the Rosen Crown Palo Alto. You can also find some Palo Alto Brewing Company beers there. Um, also check your, let's see, thanks to Menlo Park, um, Willow Market. You can find some bottles there of uh, some Palo Alto Brewing. Uh, also thanks to Earl Arsenal and Jane's Beer Store, which are other great places to get good beers and meet good people. Fun times, fun times. All right. <clears throat> well, tune in uh, next week for round two with Rob Clark. And until then, psh, keep drinking. Mm-hmm.